Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No Script, No Problem on the Believe Podcast Network. This show takes you behind the curtain of unscripted television like never before with insight from some of the best in the business of reality television, documentary series, competition shows, social experiments, game shows, and much more. From the Kardashians to Shark Tank to Queer Eye to Naked and Afraid, if it's unscripted, we're going to get into it. I am your host, Steve Berkowitz. I'm a 15-year veteran producer of unscripted television with shows like Extreme Makeover Home Edition, BattleBots, Outdaughtered, The Rachel Zoe Project, and Pros vs. Joes among my credits. Each week, I talk to my colleagues and talent who have made reality television and game shows not just something you watch on TV, but a cultural phenomenon. Uh, before I get started, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find it on Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter at Steve Berkowitz. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Today, my guest is a fantastic development executive, producer, writer and director. He's also a colleague and a very good friend of mine. Please welcome Matt Mazant. Matt, thanks for being here. It's great to be here, Steve. Yeah. Um, so That's a great list of shows you, you just rambled off. Not not as great as yours. You, no. Yeah. Come on, Extreme alone is like... Well, and it's coming back. We'll get into we'll get into reboots Ooh. a little bit later. Um, Matt, you have worked on such shows as Punked, True Beauty, South Beach Toe, mm. Repo Games, and and one show that I think like could have been amazing is Real Wedding Crashers. Yes, yeah, it's funny. A lot of my Shakespearean background translated into all of those shows. Uh, we of had course. some had some really good uh, had some really good acting. Well, yeah. it's interesting <clears throat> that like all of those you you work on you lo- you enjoy working on shows with like little twists, right? Yeah. Things that aren't very straightforward. Uh, tell me a little bit about kind of your background and kind of how you ended up in this kind of crazy world that we work in in reality television. Uh, you know, I I, I kind of feel like I started. <clears throat> And this is a long time ago, but I, I came out here with a dream of being an actor. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. And I um, I went to school for it. Um, I, I think I was bad in school because it didn't work out so well for me out here. It's funny, <laughs> I, I, you know, I got to um, uh, actually the, the there's a guy by the name of Jimmy Miller who owns a management firm. He's the one that gave me the opportunity, brought me out here and uh, showed me the ropes. And then uh, through that, I it was started, you know, doing the auditioning and stuff. And I realized after like the second audition that it wasn't for me. So um, <laughs> at the, the second audition, the second audition. Okay. But what was neat about that job was I actually uh, was driving January Jones because uh, I was working for Jimmy Miller, and January Jones was a client, new client. Wow! So I was driving her to her auditions, and uh, one day we were in the car, and she looks at me, she's like, hey, it's a Friday night, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I don't know anybody here in town. She's like, well, my boyfriend at the time is doing uh, his show, he has a sitcom called uh, That 70s Show. Oh, wow. So would you want to come and hang out? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go there, and that's where I meet Ashton Kutcher, who she was dating. And then he and I hit it off, and... That was around the time where he was starting his own production company. Catalyst, correct? Yep, with Jason yeah. Goldberg. And um, 
they had a couple ideas that they were floating around. One of the ideas was was punked. Punked. Yeah. All right. So me being an actor, I thought, <laughs> man, this is my opportunity. And I got, you know, I know the EPs. And it was down to Dak Shepard and myself. Wow. And I don't, for the life of me, why why would they go with this guy, Dak Shepard? I mean, yeah. talentless. He had no, yeah, he had no future, right? Yeah, not even in podcasts. Like, right. he just strikes out right. everywhere. Anyway. Yeah, and, and had no future with a really hot wife either. Right. Yeah. So uh, so they started doing punk And... Uh, and uh, I acted in the first uh, couple, the first season. Uh, got a few in there. And then uh, I realized it was time to write. <laughs> yeah, right. And you yeah. became a writer and a producer on the show and right. one of the creatives uh, coming up with pranks and everything like exactly. that. Punked was, uh, to me, was very iconic in terms of Ashton being one of the first celebrities to, you know, front a show and produce it um, and kind of solidified our, like, reality because if you recall, or maybe you disagree, but back then we were kind of the bastard stepchildren. Yeah. And Ashton kind of gave us some legitimacy. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, outside of, I think Survivor was in like 2000, right? Yeah. And I, I'm trying to think of the shows before that real world. Real yeah. world was 92, yeah. Yeah. And it was all, you know, when you said the word reality television, right. it was, it was kind of like met with a, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, oh it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're I, a stripper. I, <laughs> Oh. I remember when I first moved here, uh, I met a girl who was an actress, and she told me that we were taking jobs away from them. Yes, we literally, yes. Really? Yes, she told me we were taking jobs away from them, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah every time I'd go to, like, to MTV, you'd pass, like, other offices where they were doing, like, scripted shows. Sure. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to the, we'd, we'd take the back entrance, and, you know, so yes. they with, put their heads down. And, sure. You know. But it actually turned into to, to something pretty amazing. One of the hardest shows I've ever had to work on. I got to be honest with you. Um, what do you what do you credit the success of Punked uh, with? Because it is coming back in short form on Quibi uh, next year, um, and you know there was a reboot already. Um, it seems like one of those shows that people it became part of our pop culture vernacular. Oh, I'm getting punked. Oh, people would go, "Is where's Ashton?" You know, what do you think was the key to the success of that show? You know, honestly, I think it was the first time anybody kind of let some creators have their own way. You know, MTV was was fairly open to to Ashton and Jason really doing uh, kind of whatever they wanted. Yeah. At the time, and and if you if you go back to it, really, it was the Justin Timberlake because Justin was just popping. Okay. I mean, he was just kind of like coming into his own, and he was like becoming his own artist yeah. away from the group. And that first bit that we did with him, and we, um, uh, you know, Dax came in and, and took seized his house, really is what kind of made this huge yeah. buzz about it. And that's what everyone kind of gravitated towards. And I think once that happened, we were all like, we were on to something. Yeah. Especially in the first two years, because really nobody saw it coming. It was it was it was a field day, but afterwards we, by like year two, year three, we it got a little. We had to be a little smarter. Like before, we just run down the street and kick somebody and then run away, and then that was an episode. Like, but by the by the third time, we were like, we're gonna fly a helicopter in and we're gonna drop down these puppies, and then like you know, so it just took it. You know, it takes a. I don't know. It, it was a fun show, though. I gotta say, it was hard, but it was fun. Do you feel like this, I mean, this reboot, are they going to have a tougher time? Because, I mean, we're used to seeing cameras. There's, you know, everyone has a camera. Celebrities are more aware. There's, I mean, there was no TMZ. 
right. uh, back then. Do you think they're going to have a tougher time? Well, it's interesting that you said TMZ because, you know, when we were doing it, nobody had cameras. There was no cell phone videos. Like, that didn't exist. So now, if you're a celebrity, you kind of see it everywhere. So you... And if it's funny, like, and I, I, I'm going to say the last season or two, we actually started shooting more open. Like, our hides back then were inside, you know, uh, soda machines or, like, yeah. we, there's one time that we had a statue built in the middle of this restaurant where we put a cameraman and we built it to his body frame and then screwed in the piece. So he, even he had to go to the bathroom. I think we gave him a cup. Like, I don't even know how he, <laughs> and he was in there for eight hours because, you know, when we do punk, we're waiting. Yeah, and that's the thing about the show. It's something you should know is, we we would end up having to wait hours and hours and hours because sure. celebrities are on their own time. Even of if course. we had a friend who was like, "I can get them there," and you're gonna get P Diddy there in 20 minutes. Okay, let's see this. You know, and sure. five and a half hours later, they come rolling in. So we we would just have to be rolling. And I remember this one. I'm gonna tell you this story really quick. It's really funny. We were about to do this singer who's really uh, really famous. Um, uh, her last name rhymes with uh, uh, is the same as a, a, a cartoon. That was on Fox for a long time. Oh, and, wow. And I'm not going to say which one. But, uh, yes. you know. So uh, we, were, we were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And you have to mind, like, we're all in a control room, which is man-made. And it's got to be close because we can't run cables miles down the road. Of course. So we're very close. So sometimes we had to be outside in, like, a, like a tent that's tarped down. And this one time, the, the accomplice parked. There's no parking, so they parked right beside the tent. Oh, God. So we saw them coming. We're all quiet. We're like, shh. So there's like 30 people all trying like, like this, right? And sh- the, our compass is mic'd up. So we have a mic on them. So we know they're literally outside. And we hear the person go, I really have to pee. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, her friend was like, oh, yeah, we'll go inside. And, you know, he's like, she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I have to go. And she starts peeing beside our tent in between two cars on the street <laughs> and so it's like so, so much like craziness happened on this show um that, that, that was that was just a lot of fun you never know what you're gonna get into do you have a favorite prank that you pulled yes um my favorite one was the hugh jackman uh bit where uh he he was going to visit a famous uh, uh a friend of his is uh mick g and um his director and McGee walks him through this house. He's like, this is my new Picasso I just spent $3 million for. And he walks him through this, like, gorgeous house. And he says, hey, do me a favor. Let's go light up the, the grill in the backyard. Um, I got some steaks. So Hugh goes back there, tries to light the grill. Grill doesn't light. So they decide, hey, let's just go to Mr. Chow's or something. And so they leave. While they're gone, we light the house on fire. <laughs> and so when they came back, um, we have fire trucks flames are coming out of the house and Hugh Jackman looks like he's seen a ghost. Right? And Wolverine has oh, seen a ghost. Yeah. He, he starts shaking. I've never seen anybody react. But this is why I think Hugh Jackman is one of the coolest people yeah. on the planet. And I think he actually has a heart, which is great. It was when we had some actor come running up the street saying the entire hillside behind the house is on fire, like everyone's house is on fire, is when he almost started crying and then we ended up revealing and stuff. But that was my, that was probably one of my favorite ones. And that's actually a true story because I have this fear that I'm always going to set fire to something, especially if it doesn't like a grill or something. Yeah. Like if I'm in my house and I'm grilling, like I'm, I have to make sure it's off 15 times. <laughs> so a lot of my neuroses actually worked for, for all my hidden camera stuff because I, it's the things that bothered me or scared the sh- 
crap out of me were the things that I thought would be good ways into getting people. So That's interesting because that probably helped you kind of get in the minds of other mm-hmm. people and kind of try and scare them or, you know. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I'm always, like, I'd be in the grocery store going, like, in, in waiting in line, and I'm like, who's going to do something really scary here? And I was like, is this an old lady behind me? Is she really old? That's a little creepy, but yeah. I, I get yeah. where you're going with that. What is yeah. it about hidden camera pranks that you really, that, I mean, you've done multiple shows like that that you enjoy? Yeah, it's funny. Somebody asked me, like, how many bets have I done? And I, I said, uh, the last I counted was, like, over 260. And I think the, I've only missed two or three. Wow. But, th- but they were because, not because of what we did, is because of, like, a technical yeah. thing. Yeah, um, sure. Like, we had this bit where we had a, a dog was involved. Never wanted, you know. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah, and the dog ended oh, yeah. up just getting sick. Dogs and, and babies, right? Yeah, yeah terrible. Um, I think my favorite, what makes me so good at it, I think, is because I, I like to walk the space when we're there. And I, because it's about variables, um, if you walk into a room, you want to know, okay, he can exit this or she can run out that door or this can happen or, cause you only have so many cameras and sure. you need to keep them in this like pocket, this window. So I think one of the things I'm really good at is keeping people engaged in a moment and putting the pressure on, because the one thing is like, if the pressure isn't directly on you, you're going to bounce, you're yeah. going to walk away, you're going to run, you're going to, you're going to, but if you, if you feel where there's a responsibility yeah. Where it's impacted you, and all of a sudden, my ego or my my I'm gonna say my um, just how you look in general is yeah. gonna look come across bad, or TMZ is gonna pick it up. Sure, you're, you're gonna stay put. And so that's what you're. That's the psyche of yeah. it. It's like I'm not a celebrity or anything. Nobody knows me. Uh, but but I tried to put myself in like what's the what's the farthest I can push this person sure. without them snapping. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that it, it is a little puppet master. Yeah. Type yeah. action, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, speaking of, of Punked, it is there is a, a reboot coming out with, with Quibi, um, and there is a slew of reboots. Um, a show I used to work on, Extreme Makeover Home Edition, uh, they just shot a reboot, and that'll be uh, coming out in 2020. Uh, you already have Blind Date is is on Bravo. Temptation Island has been a success on USA. They're in they're airing the second season. Uh, Biggest Loser mm. um, has been shot, and that'll be coming out. How do you feel about a lot of what? what I want to ask you a really question because yes. I heard a rumor. Oh boy! Did you hear that the Biggest Loser was giving their their people weight loss pills? <laughs> to, Why are you asking to, me this? I don't know if I you've know. heard this. I, I don't know if that's true. I, but I, I heard I heard that they were they were funneling out. Uh, I don't know. You don't spread gossip like that. I don't know. I don't spread gossip like that. Um, do you feel you know? And we know that ABC has done a great job, had great success with the classic uh, game shows, Match Game, $100,000 Pyramid. Do you feel like these reboots are a good thing for Unscripted? Um, or is this kind of a sign that maybe we're running out of ideas? That's a great question. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Here's my weird thought on this. I think we like things that are familiar. Mm, I agree. Uh, uh, I, I think if because there's so many options. If you're on Netflix, you're on Disney Plus, and you're scrolling, there's just like sh- cool shows, cool shows, pictures. But it's really all you're looking at is a cool image, and you're like, is that something I want to watch for yeah. the next eight hours? I, I think when you see, you know, 
the pyramid or, or any of these shows, you're like, oh, I know that. Oh, I know how that works. I don't have to think too much. And I think maybe that's that familiarity that that we like. Not to go into politics of this, but like you know, Democrats, Republicans, like we're comfortable in our little yeah yeah you know it, familiarity. We know McDonald's. You know you're getting a burger yeah. when you go to Taco Bell. You know you're getting a taco. Yeah. Right. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. It'll be curious. You know, you got Paradise Hotel that didn't quite work on Fox, but yet Temptation Island, not not too different in terms of the content and, you know, a big success for USA. So I'll be curious to see Biggest Loser in particular on a very different, you know, on a different network with a smaller budget. I'll be curious to see how that one does. Um, and I'm certainly curious to see how Extreme Makeover Home Edition uh, does. Where uh, is that going, by the way? HGTV. Oh, yeah. wow. You know, a lot of my friends worked on it and it's obviously near and dear to my heart. Um, and I think America is excited to see it um, but obviously a smaller budget on a cable network, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm hopeful that it's great, just like it was on ABC. Um, I want to hit on, you know, you mentioned Disney Plus before, and we've, we've talked about Quibi a little bit, and um, you and I both have dealt with Netflix. The streaming wars are certainly underway, you know, and um, I think that it's exciting, but it's also kind of we're in that transitional phase where it's scary um, you know, right now we have Netflix and, and Hulu and Amazon and now Disney Plus and Apple will have um, HBO Max and Peacock and Quibi uh, next year. Wow. And then I'm sure that Viacom and CBS will, you know, will combine and form some sort of um, streamer. How do you feel like the, these streaming wars are affecting unscripted and, you know, what, what is the next, this is a big one, what does the next five years hold Oof. for us? I think in the next five years, um, everyone is going to have a channel. In fact, I heard my math teacher in high school, back where I grew up, is, is starting his own network channel. Um, again, I think it becomes, it comes down to not just familiarity, but, but catering to the things that we like. Yeah. You know, if you like action, you like, uh, you know, there's going to be a network that's like all action all day long. If you like drama, drama, you like. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to kind of become pockets. You know, I think YouTube's biggest success is people can type what they want and then watch what they want. Accessibility. Yeah. yeah. Like, here's a question. Like, you look, you have Netflix. Yeah. And, and, and as you watch it, I'm assuming it does that 98, 99 percent. Sure. A lot of the shows, apparently, I, I, I like to see people in woods um, <laughs> doing weird things. I, I, I don't know what it, whether it's, uh, you know, tribal stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But a lot of my is like, 99%, you're going to love this show. And then I watch, I'm like, do I really like this show? Yeah. But now I've got a, I, I literally have an app telling me what I like. Yeah. Now, that's kind of crazy because it, it doesn't open me up to, like, maybe I like a documentary about Richard Nixon. Right. Speaking yeah. of uh, presidents, isn't it amazing we had a guy who was on a reality show? Who's yes. Oh, wow. I mean, to me, uh, you know, I, I mentioned... On a bigger reality show. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned that uh, cultural relevance, that reality television has never had more cultural relevance because you have, you know, people like a Kylie Jenner who's a billionaire. You have another sort of billionaire who's, you know, was a reality television host who's getting impeached. Um, so I think... 
you know, whether you're talking about docu-soaps um, that are constantly in, in the zeitgeist or where you're talking talking about a show like Shark Tank mm-hmm. that kind of changed the way we look at entrepreneurship and business um, or even something like Born This Way. But, but, but that brings up a thought, which is we're now seeing shows that we never thought we would see before because there are people out there who want to see those shows. True. It might not be a huge pocket, but it's a pocket of people. Um, you know, again, this is this is the interesting thing, Steve, is like when you ask like where are we at in five years? Right now, ratings, I'm really confused about ratings. Yeah. Right? Because I, I know like less than four years, five years ago, if your network show wasn't getting ten million views, sure. you were canceled. Sure. Now you're now we're at like under two, under one. I mean, I was involved with a sitcom, slightly involved with a sitcom that was getting, and I'm not kidding you, twenty seven thousand views on a on a network. Yeah, not on social. Wow. Yeah, Kylie Jenner. That's like her yeah. afternoon tea. People, more people watch uh, her that, drink tea. That, than that's it. after she posts something for thirty, like what thirty seconds? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, she 10, boomerangs. Yeah, ten her hair seconds moving. Yeah, and. and, and after five seconds, she gets twenty-seven thousand views. Yeah. So in five years, honestly, I, I it could be like if you have four people that watch this show, it's going to be on air. You know, it's like you, you know, S- Steve quilting in bed <laughs> for the next six hours. Yeah. Ugh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, speaking of crazy, love transitions. Mm-hmm. So we did two very ridiculous projects together. Yes, we did. That's how we we met. Um, the you were gracious enough to help me out um, the very first show that I was ever a co uh, co executive producer a showrunner um, a, a wonderful pilot called Smartass for MTV Two great and um, it was quite the learning experience for me and um, for all of us yes uh, I, I certainly uh, <laughs> I did I did the best I could can I share a story yes you can so um, yes. Uh, Steve, don't for those I don't know know, the viewers, viewers, the listeners, uh, the listeners. uh, Steve is one of the hardest working people I have ever seen on set. He, he has from from the moment he gets there to the moment he leaves, it's planned out and he's got it all ready to go. So, we were on set. We're ready for our first take. We got the executives there, the networks there. Everyone's fired up. We hear Steve go, and in three, (laughs) two. One and we're all like, wait, action. Okay, so but but I we, we were like he's counting down, he was counting down. I've never heard. I come anybody. from news, and you know that's what we do in news. And I've it was, uh, I don't know. So I had to pull you up. Like I don't think we need to do I don't, a countdown. Yeah, I know because I kept doing action. it, and you look, you kept looking at me like, why are you doing this? And like the talent kept looking at me funny, and you kept looking at me funny. And then, and the whispers from the executives. <laughs> but, but I have to say, though, everyone's just kind of like into it. They were like, okay, yeah, like well, he's getting us focused in yeah. three, two, <laughs> one, action. Yeah. yeah. Um, then the worst part about that show, well, there was multiple, but the worst moment, right? So I was directing and show running. And Which, I, by I the was, way, not easy to do. No, not easy to do, but 
I, I tried to get everything ready. You know, I had um, the earbuds in with the, you know, with the talent, and we had uh, Video Village set up so that I could watch everything, and so that the executives would be comfortable. I really made sure that I what I thought would be a nice setup for everyone, and I could, you know, I was ready to go. First contestant, because this was this was a game show, very simple game show with college kids. So that everybody knows. It was a very simple game show with college kids like what jaywalking used to be or Kimmel does a lot. You ask a college kid a question they should know, and if they get it right, they win some money. And if they get it wrong, they've got to do something ridiculous like eat food off of a floor or, um, you know, what else mm-hmm. do we make them do? We, oh, uh, the, the giant uh, uh, garbage cans. Garbage, we yes. the, uh, the A beer, uh, fear pong. A fear pong, yeah, it was yes. Like, it was like beer pong only they got um garbage dumped on them um so the very first scene that we do is the very first like question the contestant we get up there and host starts to talk to them first the earbud goes out Mm -hmm. and they can't hear me so you know buzzing in the ear they can't hear the questions okay so then i you know i'm like okay well you know so i'm feeding you the the questions then okay so i'm like okay that's fine then the monitors go out yeah Yep. Literally, the monitors go out, so now the executives can't see, I can't see, now my talent can't hear me, and essentially it's just all a disaster. My very first show as the showrunner, I, pr- I wanted to cry and, and die. But you and didn't. I didn't. Do you want to tell them what happened? Well, I, or do you want me to tell them? You can tell them. So after day one, which was, you could pr- pretty much say that everything went wrong. Yeah. Uh, there was a come to, che- to, to Jesus meeting. To Jesus. Yes. To Jesus, yeah, uh, uh, meeting. And uh, it, it was kind of like, you know, who to point blame, and everyone was going crazy. And I remember you. I looked at you, and you were like, and you looked at me, and you're like, tomorrow's going to. You said this. You're like, tomorrow will be a different day. <laughs> you were so like, and I was like, you, and tomorrow was. You came out like everything was nailed. I don't know if you just stayed there the whole night, like repairing the walkie-talkies or whatever, but you you uh, you made that thing work. Yes, the best I could. Didn't go to series, but it was a fun, you know, it was a good experience. Um, and nobody died, by the way. No one died, which is my first show running. I actually killed somebody, so there's that. You just took things really dark. <laughs> you really did. Thank it was, you. It, well, actually, it was an art department. My my first show. Did I ever tell you this? No. Oh. I, I I did do uh, I was doing a about a, a show called Restaurant Stakeout and it was the pilot and uh, they gave me seven days prep to do oh, it in Las Vegas. So he's, oh, in Vegas. And too. they said, "Well, we've got this art guy. He's cheap, but he can get there." The day of shooting, he's supposed to bring all this stuff that he promised, and he doesn't show up. I get a call from his roommate who said, "We think he died. We think he died. <laughs> he was working all night last night, and we think." We don't. We took him to the hospital, and uh, he's not conscious. <laughs> oh my god! So I had I didn't know what to do because I'm I've got you know forty people on the set. So I ended up um, I sent a PA to the hospital. I said just you know make sure like do anything legally on that end. Um, if he's not dead, please kill him because I need my art. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I did. Um, I ended up calling some friends that I knew in Vegas, and I sent PAs with a truck, and I just stole furniture from the. Did I ever tell you this story? No. Oh, you it was. St- oh, yeah. 
Where did you steal furniture from? From like two or three. I called them up. It was like seven in the morning. I said, are you are you home? They're like, what? And I'm like, I'm sending somebody over with the truck. I need, and I said, I need a couch. I need some bookshelves and a couple lamps. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and I went and they just stole, I just stole like two people's, uh, anyway. And I, I show got the, the series, by the way. I think it ran for like two years. Congratulations. Well, that, yeah. That's kind of the story of reality television and what, what we do. It only cost one man his life, so. <laughs> Not, not death. No, he didn't die. No, he I'm not die. referring to that. I'm just referring to we kind of we're, we have to be scrappy. We have to make it happen. Yeah. Um. So our that was our first show, Smartass, yes. together. Yeah. Um. Our second show was a series. Um. Are you tougher than a Boy Scout? Okay. Which aired on Nat Geo. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, it was produced by the one and only Tom Beers, who's a brilliant man. Yep. Uh, the creator of Deadliest Catch. And uh, Tom's a great, uh, you know, great creator and great producer. And he was a Boy Scout, and so this was kind of his baby. And yeah. we were up in uh, beautiful Kernville, Kernville, right, California. Yeah, up by uh, Lake Isabella, um, site of the Gold Rush. Correct. Yeah, and so no, no cell phones, no internet, and no teeth. No. <laughs> <laughs> For most people, lived up there. No, that's actually really cool. No, but and it was a a very uh, it was a fun concept. Boy Scouts competing against you know older ex Boy Scouts in these kind of really wacky, crazy challenges that you were a big part in coming up with. And um, and you love the woods. You well, really you really love it. I mean, that's the you know the challenges in the show was fun, but I think the the bigger entertainment was me cracking a rib. Yeah. And yeah, that was our that was our first day up there in a yeah, scout. Yeah, you and I are on a mountaintop, and I look over, and your body is completely parallel to Earth, <laughs> falling four feet onto a granite boulder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that would be one of the few shows where the producer got hurt more than the, the cast. Oh yeah. Um, yes, cracked rib. You struggled up there. I I did, but uh, yes, I I also fell in a creek. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we oddly named Steve, Steve's Creek. Yeah. So, um, yes. But it did, we all lost weight. Um, I lost 13 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost touch with society. (laughs) And uh, And my Instagram account, yeah. That's true. Yes, that's true. You lost what, 21 pounds? 24. 24 pounds. Yeah. So it was, um, yes, an enlightening experience in getting in touch with nature. I'll never forget when I interviewed for that job, I never thought we were going, no one told me we were going into the mountains or in the woods or anything. Yeah. I interviewed with Jarek Carson, who was the showrunner, and he was just telling me it's a challenge show and, you know, we'll be outdoors. And I thought outdoors meant like out in the field, like, you know, somewhere like an hour from L.A., like Santa Clarita or something. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're it's like a four-hour drive and, you know, no internet and you're camping and I was horrified. Yeah. I you know I hate the outdoors. When you have a, a course on how to identify and avoid rattlesnakes. Yes. Uh that that's you know when you have an ar- when you have an army ranger as like your guide. Right. You know, that's kind of a signal that you are in danger at some level. Um but a lot of fun, and uh, it was one of my favorite shows. I, yeah. I'm the same boat. I, I, I when I got there, I was a little skeptic. I was like, "This is, this is going to be a tough one." And by the end, I was like, "I don't want to leave." 
You did enjoy, yes. Yeah. And actually, I will say, even though I struggled, I've become an avid hiker oh, yeah. since then. So it was a good show. It changed you. It did. It changed me. And isn't that what it's all about, Matt? You, you learned. You, you I adapted. Did. I did. In uh, three, two, <laughs> one, hike. <laughs> um, all right. Well, now you are really focusing a lot on development. Yes. Um, pitching shows, selling shows, and you're having some some good success. Um, you know, everybody, I feel like, in Unscripted, there's such a wide array of, of strategies when it comes to development. Um, some people, it's just, it's quantity. Mm. It's like, get as many ideas out there as possible. Other people, it's like, it's the sniper. You know, nail it down, get it perfect. What What is your kind of philosophy on development? What is your strategy when it comes to pitching? No, I think what's great about reality is you can you can kind of go as fast as your mind can go. Uh, you know, to me, IP is the most important thing in this entire industry. Uh, you know, it's yeah. he who has the best idea wins. Sure. Um, you know, and even if you have a really good idea, somebody's going to steal it, but, you know, it's still your idea. Um, and, and how many shows do we see that are the same, you know? Same, so similar. Almost yeah. the same format. Right. And I, I think what's great about what we do is you could be in bed, wake up, and you can have an idea that runs for the next 12 years. Yes, it's possible. Uh, where, when it's scripted, you know, there is a process to sure. it. But I can, I can write a log line, and I have an exec friend that I could email at 8.30 in the morning and be like, what do you think? Yeah. Do you want to hear more? And then he'd be like, yeah, or no, or, yeah, and then it's gone, and you know, then you move sure. on to the next one. Yeah. And, and what's great about it, you can stack these ideas. So, so to me, I think I, I like to, I just can't shut my mind off. I, I just constantly, how many yeah. times do I call you and be like, what yes. do you think? I mean, I think, a lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah. Yeah. And Steve's like, oh, God, here we go. Okay. Oh, yeah. No. Well, they already did that show, Matt. Um, <laughs> they did that show like seven times uh, in the last three years. Uh, but I think it's I think it's good to just, just go, you know. And I think the sniper is also, it's good, but you are taking a huge risk in the sense that you can put three months and all of this yeah, money. very and, true big sizzles and, and uh, flying in talent and yeah. putting them up and then like having this big pitch meeting for two weeks around town. That works. Um, but, but you're also, when it doesn't work, you're, you're like, Oh God, what did I just do for the last four it's months? Soul crushing. Yeah. You're like I just dropped, you know, 10, 12, 15, right. $20,000 on yeah. this and I got nothing to show for it. So to me, I, I feel like there is a, it's kind of it's like, happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Okay. All right, my friend. Well, thank you yeah. for being here and for talking to me on No Script, No Problem. This is great. Thank Dude, you. Thank man. you for having me on. Of this course. Of course. And I do hope that in 2020 that we get to work together again. I think we should. Yes. Hey, I got this idea. <laughs> Hold that thought, my friend. Can you just start the show, though, with in three, oh, God. two, one? For you, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, for everybody out there, if you do enjoy No Script, No Problem, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. Uh, no Script, No Problem is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find it at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can follow me, Steve Berkowitz, on Twitter at 
Steve Berkowitz. If you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. And I do want to thank the people at Believe uh, for helping me to uh, develop and, and do this podcast. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm Steve Berkowitz for No Script, No Problem. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.